Hello, and welcome to Smash Loot and Roll. It is not often we get to see our adventurers sit down for a cordial dinner with their foe. Some would call out our quartet of adventurers foolish. Others would say brave. Let's join Adrock, Bowden, Chip, and Kelgrace as they sit down for dinner. What will they learn? Thank you for listening to episode 34 of Smash Loot and Roll. Dinner and a show. Enjoy. So, welcome. Awesome. Well, so does everybody remember where we were last time? Not at all. Of course not. <laughs> Why would you expect that of us? It just makes it more entertaining. <laughs> you get the same answer every time. We have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it, it just, oh, I, don't, it, I don't feel like that's just at the beginning, though. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, it's like all the time. I'm like, uh, apparently someone hates us. Someone likes us. They're gangs. Wow, I'm doing a horrible job as a DM. <laughs> no, no, no. It's um, it's just it's a it's a rather deeply involved plot that you have to keep in your mind, and there's a lot to keep track of. So and it's not like we're binge listening like all of our fans are. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were those people. They can't yeah. stop. What we actually yeah. need is we actually need like a, a another visual aid of like all the people's names and how they're networked together. And I can do and, that. Know, the 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 plot no, areas. Gary, that was the wrong answer. The right answer is, "Wow, George, that's a great idea. You should totally." No, do I, that. I'm the idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> the sad thing is, I already ha- I already have that link link chart done. Nice. <laughs> I, I need it for myself. That's how you need to keep up with it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I need it for myself. I was like, "Wow, I've complicated my life way too much," but it, it makes for a fun story. <laughs> so when we last left off, the four of you decided to join to take up Alexa's invitation that was sent. Magically to Bowden. You guys met her in over at a house in Waterdeep at an address that they gave that she gave you guys. You guys did pass one of her bodyguards out in the front of the house. Also, for those that don't recall, there was a total of uh, eight seats at the table, one on each of the short end and three on each of the sides. Uh, presumably, the the head of the table that's opposite of where you guys entered the room at was Alexa's, based on her jacket being there. Immediately to the right of that seat had a a dark shawl or cloth that probably signals some type of mourning the ta- the seat immediate to alexa's left Bowden, chip and adrock actually it was adrock that made the recall i think you got you realized that the dress that was sitting in that's sitting inside the hanging on the seat to the left actually in a mannequin looks very similar to one uh from the stitch in time from eric shop the tailor that you rescued there was four empty chairs and then the last chair on the short side, as you guys stepped a little bit further in the room, had a makeshift mark of station that you guys correctly guessed was most likely representing Rufus Borlock, Magistrate of the North, of what you guys seen before. But you had four empty chairs. You guys had stepped into a dining room of a house that was pretty much devoid of anything else. I mean, well kept up, so probably somebody in the upper middle class. But you didn't see any servants. You didn't see anybody else. And through the door opposite where you guys entered, Alexa entered and asked you guys to join her for dinner with a large spread that was already set on the table for you guys. Well, you don't have to ask me twice. (laughs) It's definitely a variety of food that's set out everything to uh, garner everybody's attention. And Alexa sits down and uh, reaches over and starts putting various portions of food on her plate and decides to eat. And uh, doesn't look up at you guys or anything, but looks around. And surprisingly, she she even 
sets a plate out for the gold dress that's on her left. And she puts a simple uh, one glass of wine on her right at the uh, other place that has the dark shaw. Okay. But she notices she does nothing to go extend it to the far end of the table at all. Which chair is closest to the beer? It'd be one of the uh, two two center ta- two center table uh, two center chairs. Oh, that one that I'm in right there. Oh, okay, yeah, that's exactly. Good. Of course. <laughs> but of course, grabs a pony cake and just sort of, I'll take this for my mug. There you go. They come in pints. <laughs> <laughs> After she's had a couple bites, she sort of looks up at you all. Um, have you guys sat down, stood up? But other than Bowden sits down and, and enjoying his ale, or his beer already. Oh wait, you've got sausages too. Fork, yeah. <laughs> I said she she puts out a great spread. Come on, take a seat, guys. <laughs> you guys just standing there. All right, more yeah, for me. Two of the four of us are just shaking our head, like, <laughs> no, what, no, like, how, why? <laughs> because it'll go to waste. <laughs> if he dies, we split his gear. Ooh, sounds like a former codex problem. What's the worst that can happen? It might. <laughs> this is a beautiful spread here. Please note, dwarves, by their very nature, have <laughs> have resistance to poison. So <laughs> it takes a lot to take down Bowden. Right. I'm not she, saying you should follow my lead. Yeah. Just understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> she gives you all a couple minutes, and she looks up from her plate, and uh, when she get, grabs one of her gla- grabs a glass of wine to actually wash down some of the uh, greens she's eating, she goes, "Not hungry, I see." Oh. No, I don't mean to be rude. Well, by all means. I understand. Most I understand why you wouldn't trust me, but I've come to make an offer. A truce, a truce, maybe. And when when she says that, she reaches behind her into her jacket and fumbles for something out of the, you know, pulls something out of the pocket and takes and tosses on the center of the table. And you notice it's a well worn booklet that looks like the pages are falling out of. It's old. It's uh looks like a journal. Got the uh, you can see where the strap is goes around to keep it closed, but you can see the pages are sort of no longer bound to the actual binder or anything. Else. I mean, they can fall out. You go flipping through it, uh, Bowden. Just real, a real quick glance. You read. You read common. Let's see if I can even read. You I read have... any language you can speak. I can read. I can read common. You get the quick idea that uh, this is probably a continuation, or if not, it's the original. It's the full journal of. Alexis's mother. Oh, so her, her she tale. showed you. She showed you pages torn out of it when you guys were at the magical mansion. This time, she throws the whole thing out there, and she goes, "Well, she goes. I have proof that you know my mother's actually innocent of what she's been claimed to, and I believe I know the person who did it. You guys, you have all been interrupting my efforts to bring justice to everybody that that can that helped help condemn my mother to death." So with me finding this journal, I thought maybe I could offer a solution that I don't have to go after the ones. I only have to find one person to bring to justice, and maybe you can help me. If this is such a valid proof, why are you showing us? Because you're a very capable group. You seem to interrupt me at every turn. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, also- sometimes, and sometimes it's better to keep your enemies close, closer than your friends. And when she says friends, she looks over the yellow dress. It's not a polite look it's more one of malice is the dress talking is that what you ask her now i am okay <laughs> she goes no it shouldn't be she should be quiet 
<laughs> are we speaking about a piece of clothing or did I miss something here? Did you just say there, dress? There's a yellow dress to the left of Alexa. Okay. And when she says, keep your enemies close, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. She looks over the dress when she says friends with them. With a... So there's nothing like wearing the yellow dress. It's just a dress. It's a, a there's a mannequin. There's a somewhat hastily put together mannequin, but no face or anything on it, no hair. Just something to keep the dress filled out as if it's a person's. Same with the one with the uh, magistrate symbol on the on the small seat. Well, well, first off, my dear, I I do appreciate the fact that you've gathered us all here under a flag of truce. Definitely a great approach. I do have some questions. Well, first off, could you introduce me to any of those that might be here that we may not be familiar with? In whatever form they are joining us? Well, my mother can't, and she basically oh. holds up her wine. She points her, uses her wine glass to point over at the Shah. She goes, my mother cannot join us yet. Understood. And I, I figured that might have been an honor of her presence. From these garments, right? Like Say again? These mannequins with garments are not moving. Or No, they're, they're not moving. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they're not well, animated. She yes. She's our necromancer, right? She's the one that was doing all that crazy yeah. stuff. With the with the raising the bodies, because that's what her mom did. Her mom was a witch, wasn't she? And that she was unjustifiably. Uh, that her mom wasn't a witch. Course. Don't say those words out loud right this moment, please. <laughs> Which is told on the witch. Word. No, no, no. Well, this is an aside. Like we're having yeah. a theater aside right now. It's not uh, a like. I'm, I'm not like. Yeah, no. This right um, conversation. Her mom was accused of witchcraft. The stories you have, those witchcraft. You do have an idea that. Uh, Bellstrom is the one is the one of the necromancers that you met um, out there in the woods, and presumably he's also said that Alexa practices the dark art, those arts as well. That's all you guys have really gathered. You also have Emerald Hardgrove that when you she when you guys spoke with her about the situation in very passing, she did say she at one time trained Alexa and the other four ladies of her of the coven. Did study or studying at one time to be um, monk or not monks, druids. So you have that as well. So yes, uh, Alexa is a caster, practicing ne necromantic arts. From what you guys encountered in the woods, uh, you guys have information that the mother was druid that possibly turned to to witchcraft for whatever reason. Uh, necromancy is just late cycle healing magic. <laughs> Like cycle healing magic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Any other questions? I mean, if she's our necromancer, like, why don't we just go with our line of questioning for that? Like, you know, why are you, why are you raising the dead everywhere? And how can we get you to stop? They're not nice dead. No, it's, and that's the well, thing. Well, like, we, if they we, were, you know if they were just did. around... You know, campfires singing kumbaya. We know why she this. did. She's she was trying to get revenge on the town that had unjustifiably, you know, killed her mom. Yeah, the the the, the revenge angle I get. And, um, and in, in fact, don't condone it, but I understand it. Yes, and in fact, I think the reason she's talking to us is because she couldn't necessarily go and seek justice within the existing law enforcement environment because it is headed up by a corrupt system that was responsible for killing her mother so there's that angle aspect of it it's like why didn't she just go to the justice because they're the ones who did it to her i can see where she's coming from kinda she's just gonna have to make a pretty decent case so uh alexa what is it you think we can do for you 
She goes, well, that brings us to our third and final introduction of the night. And she, she looks across the table at the almost like scarecrow-like stuffing of a... <laughs> and now you die. <laughs> <laughs> um, very much wearing the same sort of gaudy robes of station that you guys saw when you guys got to collect your bounty for the troll of the North Magistrate. Not an exact copy of the uh, emblem he wore. is just a real put-together piece of paper mache, things like that. She goes, there is my mother's killer, Lufus Borlock, who has recently vanished from the town. Wait, you didn't do that? I wish, because then if I had, I wouldn't have to talk to you guys. I would have what I need, and my mother would be here. But he was what is he wasn't the only one that you were attempting to extract justice from, was he? No. And I figure this is where the bargain comes in. I no longer have to seek the jury, the magistrate, or the jury, the judge, or even anyone else associated with the trial. My mother's journal says he's the one that corrupted her. And my so-called friend, and she glares at the dress one more, at the gold, yellowish gold dress one more time, has never told me the truth until I, until I found this, until I found my mother's journal in her room. So quick aside, the golden dress was being made for the daughter of, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Castle Hunters, yes. Uh, okay. Is that who was whispering to her in that house that had the stairs that I couldn't go up? You haven't heard her voice. Okay. We haven't heard heard the, we've never heard the daughter's voice? Kelgrace has not. Kelgrace has not. Okay. Who has? <laughs> uh, all of us, I think. Because yeah, we saw her at the... At, that's like, correct. Kel Grace was not there. <laughs> right. <laughs> that you're aware of. But the fact that there's just a dress here and she's not here implies that she's dead? Did she say what had happened? Oh, Alexis, uh, by the way, the gold dress. She was is was your friend? What happened here? I thought she was my friend. She does nothing but manipulates me. And with that, she throws her wine on the dress. I mean, just absolutely probably half full glass and throws it throws it the dress and everything else and and screams at it of you know basically how could you betray me how how could you not trust me and tell me what was you know and she goes off on a bit of a 30 second tantrum tirade did she turn it into a construct or uh make it inanimate or otherwise like punish her friend no it's nothing like that i mean you take a you take a look at it it looks like it's just a it looks like somebody hastily put together a mannequin to make the dress look full, but I mean, doesn't give it any type of head or face or no hair to it. It's just the dress is there. So what happened to her? Is she, she's obviously not present and you obviously have a legitimate gripe against her. She's, she's out with her friend. She's out doing something frivolous. Once again, just like all her type or I, Kel Grace was the only one that heard her talking to, to her friend at the uh, mansion construct, right? Correct. All right. But apparently I haven't heard that voice, so it's not. Right. But you did. Kel Grace did tell us what she had said in general. Yeah. Uh, if you're asking Kel Grace if she remembers what this person said, that is a no go. Yeah. No, no, no. Just just that you had shared it to us at the time to- with us at the time. Well, you, you don't need our, ex- our, our, our answer right now, do you? We will need a little time to read through your your mom's notes. I don't expect much less than that, but my offer is this. 
find the magistrate so he can be brought to justice, and I will quit my revenge against everyone else. Who's justice? The magistrate. You must understand that justice, of course, <laughs> can be administered by many different entities. Is it only your justice? If your justice is exploding him in the center of the square with the... <laughs> that may not necessarily be considered universal justice. I mean, will he get what you would consider to be a fair trial? Or is this what you would consider to be the fair trial as us bringing him in? She goes, I don't know. I don't know what's fair. Was it fair that he, he took my mother from me when I was nine years old? Nope. Does not seem to so be. So what, what do you, what, what justice would you have if your parents were taken from you at that age? Or your, your only surviving parent was taken at that age? By somebody who used it to simply gain power. That definitely sounds like somebody who's being evil. But at the same time, I've tried not to just take out my hate on somebody who's done bad things. I've tried to tried to give them an opportunity to redeem themselves. About that time, you're saying that, Bowden. The door behind Alexa. <laughs> of course it does. It sounds like something something crashes into it. From like walks into, you know, walks into a wall, something very heavy walks into it, bounce and so the door sort of shut. It doesn't open, just sort of shutters, bounces back, and then sort of continues like a bouncing, almost like a something trying to get through the door, but just can't open it. Is one of your werewolf friends having a problem with the door handle? No, that might be the former occupant. Thought we put him down. She looks behind her. I'll deal with that later. I'm going to go open the door. <laughs> like, I just want to go open the door. Okay. There is no George, only Adra. Yeah, there's only Adra. Everybody else, give me a perception roll. (laughs) Congratulations, you successfully watched Adra walk over over and open the door. (laughs) He opened it all right. Where's perception? Oh, there it is. Yep. I really saw, I saw it good. (laughs) I I saw saw nothing. We'll need a DM's ruling on chips. (laughs) That's not a sight check, it's a hearing check. So Bowden and wait a minute. So why? But you got a like you get that's advantage. my game. Like you get I can... advantage. So roll again. Oh, what are you going to tell you, Kel Grace? <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> you're, 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 you're more interested in watching Fancy Pants walk to the door and open it up. All right, I'll start it with take that. Me on a date. Kel Grace, that's that's what you get for having those teeny tiny little invisible dragon ears. You know, sometimes oh, you just don't hear stuff. Uh, let's start. So Bowden and Chip, you guys hear what sounds like a, a series of whistles going back and forth outside off in the distance. And they seem to be coming closer, as coming closer the, to, to the residents. As in the cops? Generally how the, uh, magist- how the police force in this area communicates with each other when they're, uh, bringing something together. We got to go now. As, you, okay. as you open, as you open the door, you you're expecting to find something behind there, and uh, you're not overly surprised to see a dead figure walking, <gasps> uh, sort of bouncing in the door jam right now. Of course. He's dressed in whatever killed him. Looked sort of like it was a beast. Uh-huh. The chest has been raked open. The night robes it was wearing are shredded. And you realize this thing's not a fresh kill either. It's like, okay, that's a rather strong scent. Right. Um, it's probably been dead for about three or four days. This humanoid, older, older. Uh, you're looking at the male of the face and everything else. Probably late sixties, for the age wise. Very old man. 
This is why we don't accept dinner from necromancers. Yeah, it's true. Like I didn't serve him about that time. But mm-hmm. as you get up to go to the door, you you open the door and you almost get run over by the guard that gentleman that you saw up front comes in on Deluxe and she goes, We need to go. And he sort of stumbles past you as you go for the door, Bowden. What do y'all do? I say we freeze her in place and let him catch her. I'd say good luck with that. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Alexa, where's the back door? Siri. Which, which, which way does uh, Alexis and her uh, guard run towards? She looks at him for a second and not almost like she doesn't recognize him. She goes, the dead again? And he sort of nods and they start and she gets up and she starts moving towards your direction. Oh, okay. Out, out the door into like the foyer area and she's probably going to cut through the back of the house or something. I really think we should stop him. What are you going to do? And she's getting up and moving towards the door. I'm running. Grab your jacket off the back. Apparently I can't hear, so it's fine. No, you can see all this action going on. You have no idea why everybody's all of a sudden moving about, but you do realize that, you know, the guard that was up front has jumped in. Alexa's jumped to her feet, grabbed her jacket and everything else. Did she grab the book? I, I tell no. Kel Grace, it's the city guard. We don't I'm want grab- to these. I'm grabbing the book. Wanna... And, I'm grabbing the book and getting out. Got my hand. But here. <laughs> Chip. It's the city guard. We don't want to answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> why are we at dinner next to an undead person yeah right who was probably the owner of this house that is probably yeah. dead so yeah. chip what were you gonna say oh calgary's grab me <laughs> you have a much oh, yep. longer stride in. Got you, boo. Yeah, right. got me. <laughs> piggyback ride fine <laughs> i'll join the crowd no. i'll pick up the dog <laughs> <laughs> kyle's over the shoulder you guys see alexa go across uh, out of the formal dining room into the what would probably be the parlor you notice that there's only one other door out, but as soon as she gets there, she grabs, she folds back whatever's on the table for a second, grabs grabs what appears to be a just a sword handle, and you see a door open in front of you see a door open in front of her, and you see her and her uh, companion vanish through it, and there's like black dense smoke that goes all around it. If it's still open, I go through it. No, it's unfortunately not one of those. It only takes a cut. It only takes two people. Okay, She's so like, is there still is there another door back here? Yeah, you guys quickly find the door to the back. As you guys are leaving out the back of the building, you guys can hear combat going on up in the front as you guys exit out. You guys can hear the whistles of the police getting louder as they move forward. With the one dead zombie man? Well, there's a dead zombie, the guy that was in the house that was wandering around now. We can just leave him. It's fine. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. He won't die again. <laughs> they'll they'll finally the guards will finally put him to rest. Um you guys head out the back. What do you guys want to do? You guys gonna run, go around to the cops? Going. All right. Well, let me uh let me all get some uh, stealth rolls from you guys, and this will be more of a stealth of as you guys are moving through the town and to get back, you wanna kind of avoid being spotted by the oh. group of people that are running oh, towards shoot. in a frantic mindset of what's going on. Could let me lead. <laughs> Yeah. All right, and then Chip, how how do you have such a bad stealth? I don't know. Oh God, it's embarrassing. I'll, I'll lead. You guys just please freaking follow me. Yeah, carry me like a baby. Unstealthy <laughs> here. Yeah, well, I am carrying you, so you're with me, boo. Damn, like even, a dis- even a disadvantage. <laughs> right. I missed my calling. <laughs> no kidding. Apparently, Chip. Unfortunately, as you go running out, you know, at one point. 
you sort of look behind you because you, th- you thought you heard like a whistle or something. You know, next thing you know, you got chips smashing into a bunch of trash cans as you guys are going by an alley, falling down, getting back up. But you guys make it out of there. No problem. Didn't get seen. You're not sure what the police were being called for or why the fight was going on, but you guys successfully make it back into an area away from where all the noises and all the commotion is going on. What do you all do? Now let's circle around and see what's going on. <laughs> why don't why don't I use my like literal skill here and I can circle back and see what's going on and I'll be I'll be I'll be back in a minute. How's that? Good I good idea, and, person whose entire character concept is around this activity. Correct. Correct. So let me <laughs> let me finally you guys let me shine. Chunk, chunk, here comes the here comes the dwarf. Chink, 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 chink. I know. Well Speaking. the dwarf was doing better than the chipmunk. I'm still trash cans. Jeez. I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> I was just I was just saying I think it's like, you know, chip on the way out. It's like, oh look, chocolate sticks her sticks his hand in it, sticks it on the on the next to the door jam on the way out. It's like, well, that won't be a clue for them, will it? <laughs> not a problem. I left. Definitely not a problem. It's a perfect perfect print form. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for someone that has this size of hand. Oh, that's really <laughs> tiny. Okay. Well, that might be a child. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Let's let them keep thinking that. All right. All right. Are you guys good with me going to check out what's going on? Go, go, yes, go. Please. Okay. All right. We'll be at this tavern over here. <laughs> Great. Okay. Meanwhile, muttering to myself, did no one ever tell Alexa about the concept of a public house? Apparently not. <laughs> you don't have to go in and murder someone to set out a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> You want to come to my house for Christmas? No, no, we do not. <laughs> no, we just don't want her to come to ours. <laughs> True. Uh, or you guys, the the ones that are staying, step into the tavern's got the uh, name is called Never Wonder. Wait, hey, uh, Adrock, what was your what was your stealthy roll thingy? Was it a good one? Oh yeah, he was very high. Okay, can you come with me? So like, and like, watch my back so that I'm not doing. Okay. Yeah, gotten, I've got a I've got a plus five stealth. That's what we okay, got. Go 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 go! Both you guys. Okay, you right. you, you two go. I can also send my, I can also send my little my little uh homunculus. My homunculus too, if we need Do if we end up needing it. Homunculus tell you things. I don't know. I assume so. All right, so let's you and I go, and if we get if we can't get close <laughs> enough, we'll send your homunculus. All right. I actually have to look up the stats, but I think it's intelligent enough to communicate with you there, Adrock. Yeah, I gotta look it up too. I believe it's actually big enough to uh, it's a little sugar with you. Yeah. So you guys move around, take a couple minutes to go there. By the time you guys get back to where the, the house you left, there's a series of, you know, the town's guard are there. You can see a couple of griffins that landed as well. Looks like the griffin riders came in, uh, about three of them. And you see them are starting to cordon off the area, starting to, you know, set up a, basically go, hey, stay back, you know, City city guard business, things like that. At the at the time you came back in the distance, they're starting to keep you. Give me a perception roll, you two. Adrock and Pilgrace. This never goes well for me. We'll get good. <laughs> wow. Adrock nails it. Pilgrace is looking the wrong direction. <laughs> I'm gonna count on fancy pants here. Pilgrace, you seem to be just you go you fall back into your old my, uh you my ADHD old, is showing today. Yeah. You fall back into your ways of going. There's a lot of cops here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my favorite. Yeah. 
Adrock, you look around and what you're really what you're taking the time to look for is you're looking like what what was the fight going on about what what you can tell. At a quick count, you think you see about a half dozen bodies laying on the ground that are in rags or in you know some type. It looks like almost bigger bigger clothes from this distance, but they're just bodies laying on the ground. But one of the things that catches your eye for a moment is one of the bodies sort of starts to push itself up and reach his hand out. Next thing you know, you see a guard just put a sword through the top of its head and you see oh. the body sort of drop and the hand falls back down, but the hand's more skeletal with less meat on it. This is not something that should be alive. Probably not. Okay. So the, so did she send her, uh, her undead out to um, delay them so she could escape? It would appear that the undead showed up, were out front and the guards got notified and they came out and had a fight with them. Very quick fight. That's exciting. How many bodies were there? Uh, you take the time to count, you see seven bodies total. And as you guys are sort of standing there looking at what's going on, a couple of the guards are walking up to approach you and going, hey, keep going. Be about your business. Move <laughs> along. Uh, you have uh, see here, just the undead being killed by a bunch of... Uh... <laughs> Grace, you have some sort of persuasion, right? You want to sweet talk them into telling us what they know? I do have some persuasion. Because I can't. I like they'll, they'll look at me and they'll be like, I don't even want to talk to you, dude. Let me see what I can do. Use that draconic charisma. Okay, I get uh, advantage, and I forgot to do it with advantage. So <laughs> Rolls the roll again. No. The, the dice, crap. today the dice hate Elgrace. <laughs> oh my doing? gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Over a six. Like, I have never done, like, this is terrible. What's your persuasion plus wow. minus? Like, my persuasion is three. plus three. So rolled you rolled a one? One and a yes. two. I rolled a one and a two. Okay, hold on. If I hit it with advantage, just go ahead. I hit roll now. Yeah, you're gonna have you have two ones. Oh, you got a three. She's still got a three. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell! It's exciting. I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. Oh. So, Coke. You no, st- I'm not helpful today. Yeah, there were Coke. shiny things, and apparently, <laughs> I'm a dragon with ADHD. I uh, forgot Coke. to tell her she's got a big boogie hanging from her nose. <laughs> she's got meat sticking out of her teeth, and uh. right. So, <laughs> yeah, so, some crazy stuff. Kel Grace, you start to walk up to talk to him to go, hey, what's going on? It's like, hey, move move him back. And, uh, you know, that's when the, the two guys like are still putting their hands up. Hey, you, you need to clear the area. That's when one of the guys goes like, check them to make sure they're alive. You know, what are they? <laughs> and you see, you see the two guards that are there turn back to the sergeant. You know, definitely one of the leaders go, they're alive. They're talking to us. They're good. Okay, well, <laughs> send them on their way. Is what the, the leader like you guys need to go go just that is not a here. polite way to check if i'm alive thank you very much yeah no <laughs> keep your hands to yourself buddy <laughs> you see him break out the rubber gloves <laughs> as you guys are leaving you notice that you you hear like you hear more of a ruckus and shouting as you see a couple as you see probably about four guards go rushing in the house as well because <laughs> they just found the friend inside <laughs> Very very good possibility. They found the friend inside. You heard a very loud, I won't say girly scream, but you heard a very loud high-pitched scream. And you, heard, you saw hey. a bunch of guards run in. Hang on. You know what I didn't think about? What's that? No. Never mind. Room. Disregard. I you was still didn't think of it. <laughs> no, no, no. I did. I just read words wrong. I don't know why you guys let me play. Because it's fun. Okay. Never mind. Disregard. Continue. Because you... You bring it. 
you and each of the other players bring a very unique perspective to this game that I'm enjoying a lot. <laughs> oh, good. Well, next time, um, can somebody remind me to use my passive perception so that I don't roll a one again? Thanks. Well, what is your passive perception? Eleven. Yeah, you would at least seen the bodies on the ground, maybe not seen how many there were. As opposed to tripping over them and falling down onto them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, corpse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A sucky corpse at that. Yeah. About 15 minutes go by. Chip, Bowden are reunited with Kelgrace and Adrock very quickly. What'd you see? Nothing. I see dead people. No, literally, I, I saw dead people. Okay. So what, she had sent an army of the undead to attack the guards or something? What, what happened? Pretty much. Not an army, only seven. Seven? Seven. Uh, were they people from the house that apparently she had killed? <laughs> Maybe. Were they dressed I, I, of, were they like normal water Davian citizens and dressed in normal clothing? Great question. Have no idea. You saw more rags than anything else. More. It was more... Clothing was much, much more states of ruin and decay. You know, I gave you the impression, especially the one hand when it uh, raised up, that is almost as if somebody was running through the sewers. Interesting. That's gross. That that. I mean, if given, you're gonna... that given that she was seemingly surprised by this, along with her guard, did it... I think they were surprised by the whistling? Well, let's, let's so the the dead people that they have created. Well, I don't know. Did they create those dead people? Did they look like they were arrayed around the house defensively? As in no. to hold off the guards? Adrock, you can definitively say no because it looks like they were all moving towards the house. The way the bodies are laid down from the kills. So perhaps this is a third party that was involving it's the, the people who actually have control over what's his name? The the nasty the nasty uh see. The, the two headed ogre? Uh, no, well, there's him, but I'm actually thinking of the the uh, the thieves guild that uh, have Xanathar. Xanathar, the guys didn't aren't they the ones responsible for kidnapping the the magistrate or not kidnapping, but at least I thought oh, the Gre the Grailhounds. Grailhounds, they're they're the ones who uh, currently have him, aren't they? As far as you know, the last thing you saw was him get uh, magistrate Borlock getting into a coach with the Grailhounds family crest. Was the last right. time you saw him? Let's see the the thief that was that we did not that we that we actually I saved him. He was yes. laying out just about dead, and I brought him back. He was he a grillhound or he was uh, he was he was hired by the grillhounds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the grillhounds were actively working to support, as far as we know, the magistrate. You don't have to acknowledge that. That's just what the way what yeah. I think we're thinking. Um, I'm just stuck on the fact that there might be uh, two necromancers that are uh, not friends. And I'm thinking I wish that big bads uh, were required to have a unique class so that you wouldn't have two of them fighting each other in the <laughs> same class. Like if one of them were vampires and one were undead, be easier to tell them apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these zombies are glowing red. These are obviously the zombies coming from this guy. Yeah. So. Uh, so, but yes, good point. The other necromancer was the one that we met out in the out in the woods at the castle who wanted her sword that we still haven't managed to retrieve yet. But you know, we didn't say when. <laughs> yeah, you guys never put a timeline on that deadline. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of course, we we're still taking advantage of these wonderful magical steeds that we can pop up out of nowhere when we need to. So that there's that. So yeah, it could have been him. It could have been the Grailhounds. Ah. Uh, 
all these all these participants. <laughs> so as you guys make your way back to Troll Skull Banner, yep, you guys make your way back. It, it's a fairly quiet evening as you get further away from the scene. The normal busy life of the of a large city of Waterdeep goes on as very small piece of the world was interrupted in there. It's all taken care of. It's confined, and the greater part of the city is completely oblivious to it. I'll do a dramatic reading from her from the the mother's journal to the rest of the group as we walk as we walk our way oh, back. Okay, here you go. I'll all give right. it back. So you start at the beginning, middle, end. Where do you start at? Uh, let's start at the middle. And if there's something that that needs context, we'll I'll, I'll zoom back towards the beginning to see if I okay. can find it. So you open up in about the middle of the journal and everything else. Um, try to find you know as you open it, you notice page has been torn out. So as you flip them, you're like, no, that's probably gonna be you know it's like. Page torn out on one side, page still there, torn out. You're like, oh, it'll probably be a little bit problematic. But you get there, and it's like, it's late. I don't know why I write this now. But once again, he's had us he's had us go out and curse more people that are failing to abide by the new city regulations as punishment. I cannot believe the magistrates of these cities, of this city, have gotten so corrupt that they are resorting to this. But who, who are we going to tell? You know, who's going to believe me or my sisters? that one of the magistrates is actually exacting tolls and revenge because of me. She's like, I don't have a choice. But if I say no, I lose my daughter. If I say yes, I condemn people to death or even worse. I don't know what to do. Scroll back a couple of pages to see if I can find something about her losing her daughter. You scroll back. Takes you a while. But scroll back. <laughs> yeah, you scroll back. You flip some pages back. And your teacher in me is cringing. Yes. It's not the loss of the daughter that catches your, but it is the loss of uh, her husband that you find. This is date. This one you actually see a date on, it, and the date on this one is actually over twenty years. Twenty years ago. Okay. Um, so it's it's very close to the beginning of the journal, but it goes. I I just found out my husband, sh- my husband and the ship he was on have all vanished in the sea. She goes. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's just me and my daughter, and we have nothing here. And it's the only bit of the pages for it. The next time you get a journal entry, when you actually take a look from that point forward, it probably jumps ahead, probably jumps ahead about a year, almost two years. Uh, it says, well, I haven't written in a while because I've been lucky enough to find a support group. The, you know, find find a way to make my life better. And my uh, brother has finally reappeared in the city and has at least pointed me in the right direction. I'll thank him for that. At the same time, I'll, I'll be interested in take up the druid craft that's being taught by Hologrove and her followers. And that's the first journal entry. Then it goes through, you get a few more talks about training, her meeting, you know, the the uh, other four sisters of her group, uh, the training they went through. It isn't until about a year after that, the next date that pops up on it. You can tell she doesn't regularly write, but it's a span of, um, from the first time the journal entry goes on to where she's writing full time, First journal entries are like 20 years ago. After that, it's about 19 years ago. You know, so it gives you an idea that her regular writing didn't start until a full two years after her husband died. And that full writing that you've noticed as you're moving back is pretty much her documenting her interaction with Ufus Borlock. Um, and when he approached her to start helping him with uh, once her abilities became more pronounced in her druid craft. And it started off with him asking her to help with the farms outside, help them grow foods better. Then it turned darker. Mm. So even through the missing pages and everything else, you get a pretty good sense that 
of a, of a good history of the and and the final the final entry is uh nothing more than it looks like they're coming it looks like they're coming for us all I, there's no escape from this and that's that's how it ends all right is that the last page there's no torn pages after that there are no torn pages about there's about six blank pages left after that mm -hmm. um but that's it now she is father what's her name what's his name's sister right correct father Dumas. yes I think it probably couldn't hurt for us to go and have a conversation with him and see if he can okay. confirm some of the events in this book. You guys want to do that tonight? Do you guys want to? Do you, you guys are heading back to Troll Skull Manor. You guys had dinner, so it's still early in the evening. You want to go track him down into his chapel? Yeah. Yes. Or where he, wherever he's staying after his burned out chapel? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Um, you guys doesn't take too long to find him. You're kind of surprised to see him out. Got a little bit of a doesn't. They haven't done much in about four days. About four days with the chapel that's been going on so but he is there still tidying up looking around and he's surprised to see the four of you walk up and looks at you and goes oh good evening Bowden. it was good to see you again adrock you too, you too and even you kel grace last time i saw you guys it was a uh very exciting night here we we have we, we have a need to have a, a somewhat private conversation with you regarding your sister see him sort of pause what he's doing and sort of takes a hard look at you and everything else Sure. Let's go ahead and have the conversation. Uh, would you like to do it here? Or would you like to grab a drink? He looks sort of like, looks over across the way at the bar that Kilgrace was in the night the whole fire broke out, which wasn't too far from his uh, chapel. We can go get a drink. We know this may be not particularly yeah. pleasant conversation. Understand that it, we know this is difficult for you, mm -hmm. and we apologize for bringing that out, aspect out. But there's something we would like to share with you. And get your feedback on. Sounds good. He's, he get, as he walks with you, you get the impression that it's just his movement and looking at him. It's something that he's expecting, but he's surprised it's coming from you guys. <laughs> you guys get in the bar. Drinks are set down for you guys. Uh, silver piece, whoever wants to toss up, toss up the coin for the drinks. So do you guys arrange yourself as like the tribunal? The four of you sit on one side and he sits on the other side. Or do you guys inter intermix with the chairs and everything else? Oh no no no! We're just gather around. We're, we're not we're not in, we're not going to seat in judgment. <laughs> At least I'm not intending to. If these guys want to like get on get on the other side of the table and you know stare daggers at him, that's up to them. But Adrock <laughs> might have a dagger out, held out behind by behind the throat. You know, so what could I? So what questions could I answer about my sister, my late sister? Well, well, first and foremost, understand that we're not here to accuse you of anything, and we're not we're not here upset. What we are is we're very concerned. We've received this, and I'll, I'll place it in front of him. It's our understanding that this is your sister's journal. And we want to know that if there's anything in here that you can corroborate. He pulls the journal over to him and everything else, and he flips open the first one, and he goes, he goes, yeah, the, um, he goes, it looks like my sister's writing, though I haven't seen it in years. He sort of thumbs through the journal. You see where... Alexa has mentioned a couple times. You see him flip back to the early section that talks about the sunken ship, and he goes, I remember that. He goes, that was a sad time when the ship was lost. I was just coming back into Waterdeep when I found out. But he just sort of flips, he just takes a few minutes, flips through the journal, and uh, reads. He gets to a couple different accounts of how Alexa describes cursing different people later on, and you see him just shut the journal and push it off the side, he goes, because about a year after uh, my brother-in-law my brother-in-law vanished at sea, 
because we I started hearing strange things happening in Waterdeep that you know animals not you know the animals being born the animals giving birth to dead dead babies things like that you know things you you uh, attribute to just bad luck in farming but it all seemed to be happening rather close proximity so you know thought maybe some type of some type of magic was involved some type of evil magic and people went out looking for it, didn't find anything there's accounts of there's stories i heard of even people starting to wind up with different um ailments and issues that you know would have been you know magically cursed would be the best way to describe it he goes and then at one point a young ar- he goes an arbitrator he goes actually because it kind of surprised how the arbitrator goes from being a simple lawyer up to the magist up to a magistrate but if you successfully catch a coven of witches that is running free in a city like Waterdeep, you're bound to be noticed by leadership and promoted either fairly or unfairly. Or if but, you double, or if you double cross your own team. Yeah, I, I, he goes, I guess, but he goes, Rufus Borlock successfully with the help of the Griffin writers was able to identify a coven of witches, which my sister led. Uh, they were tried and executed. I consecrated each of the bodies after they beheaded them and made sure they were buried. I buried my sister in the bottom of the chapel, along with the sword that killed her, and that's where I've left it since then. You took in Alexis as your daughter at that point, or as your, at least as your niece. I, 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 well, I, she had no other family. Where was she going to go? Send her to one of the orphanages here in Waterdeep? I'm not suggesting that was bad, but did you have any indication that she may have been very frustrated with the nature of justice in the town and wanted to try and go on her own she was a traumatized child i mean there's only so much i could do there's so much i could deal with um i was never meant to raise children myself and she was young and she came to me and i did what i could did, did um, you know she was responsible for the the attack on the city there's no way alexa's is responsible for the attack on the city no way she's why do you say that she doesn't have any magical ability he has none that i'm aware of i see how long has she been missing from your life when she was a teenager she started hanging out with various crowds and some of the um some of the the nobility girls took her in took her under the wing and everything else and she's been with them and probably on and off for the last good 10 years she's shown up on occasion i've had interactions with her but not much i could do to control her she mainly hangs out with uh a group of nobles that, for the most part, just have fun at parties and carry on with themselves uh, with dresses and styles and the mundane, superfluous stuff of the world uh, with very little concern for what anybody else does. It wasn't until, and I, I I just thought Alexa wanted to fit in, and they were allowing her to fit in. They brought her on board as one of theirs, and they took her under the wing. A couple of years ago, she started taking a more darker tone to her outfits and darker look. Apparently, she'd started accumulating some skills at that point as well. Wouldn't surprise me because we had a falling out a couple years ago, and I engaged with her on a very, very little basis. I mean, her best friend was, um, I believe, Viren was her name that she always seemed to always act. Well, she always, she was always fawning over her. She um, was very happy to be with her, but I've had very little interaction since she's, you know, she's well into an adulthood. I can't control much more. We understand. Children are difficult. You do the best you can, and then you send them off into a cruel world. Alexa already had a cruel world before she ever became an adult. This is true. What was your take on the the trial? Were you present yeah, it, for the trial? Because the evidence was the evidence was foolproof. I mean, there was no doubt. 
that witchcraft was created. That that uh, there was there was never a doubt in my mind. That was what the evidence presented that those atrocities did not happen. What what defense did they put out, or were they even were they allowed to? Were they allowed to defend? I mean, I, I don't know what uh, what Davian law is specifically like. They were allowed a defense, but uh, it was being it was shown their their uh, defense was nothing more than they didn't have a choice. They weren't they weren't doing it of their own free will. It was their master that was doing it, and but they could never they they refused to name who the master was. Hmm. Is there any clues in the journal? A great uh, big one. <laughs> uh, in the journal, if you. You know, Bowden has already mentioned that uh, the journal states that Ufus Borlock was the one that was manipulating them. Now, it, it could be a fake. It could be a lie. It could be a, the journal may have been altered to say that, or it may, mm. or there are a number of missing sections in the, the journal, which may contradict, contradict that or may tell a different story altogether. But as it's presented, the journal sort of paints him as the master. So is yeah. it bad, really, if we if we find him and take him to her so that she can exact her revenge if he's the bad guy anyway? I mean... You're flirting with the line. <laughs> it is Adrock. Uh, Father Dubin says, says that, um, he goes, Ufus Borlock was no, was no saint. He was, uh, there's many rumors going around that he was fleecing the uh, North Ward. was fleecing the patrons, you know, and there's even rumors going around that it, it went as high as the Open Lord. That the open lord open is not openly encouraged, but encouraged its uh, administrators of the town to uh, do things that would enhance both him and themselves. There's almost a level of corruption, and given the rumors I heard about how uh, the former open lord was disposed of, and uh, the new one was placed in, I, I think some of those rumors might be true that the uh, that there might have been a level of corruption that was unseen in the city for a long time. Well, that was festering in the city for a very long time. Well, it does seem like recently they've tried to oust that aspect. Uh, from what I understand, uh, the new open lord Silverhand is is taking a very hard stance against corrupt officials. All the current ward magistrates have been put on at least some type of as some type of uh, respite while an investigation goes on. I wonder if there's a way that we can right this overall wrong without having to go completely rogue. Because there's been a lot of pe- a lot of good people that have been hurt in the process of trying to find a level of justice, and I don't know if there's any way to resolve that directly. But at the same time, it seems like a lot of this is driven by and instigated by the actions of Borlock and or whoever, whatever master he was serving. Father Dumas continues and says, "If Borlock was actually that corrupt and that power and that powerful enough to manipulate druids." Because I, I know my sister at one time, she was, when I came back to town, she was a, a young apprentice with Hollowgrove, and so were her, and so were her sisters that were killed with her. That tells me at some point he had to have some type of control over them that even they could not break. Does Borlock run with any particular family? He's always aspired to uh, up his station. He was always very ambitious. Uh, I know he's petitioned several families over the years to uh, take him in as and help elevate him. I believe it's the um, uh, it's home it's hound something. I I can't remember. He goes I can't remember. The yes, that's it. He goes that's it. The Grellhounds. He goes I know that I know they some in recent memory they accepted his petition for some reason. He does seem to be under their protection at least at the moment. Fascinating. But yeah. because my concern is if you if you have this information you have. 
this journal, which will be problematic to prove, because I'm surprised it's in such good condition. Who can you even trust within the water, to, the, the government or anything else to, to accomplish this? Well, we started with you. <laughs> we know that you are not the government per se, but you at least had the history that could at least tell us if this seemed to be an obvious forgery. So if it's a forgery... Because if it's a forgery, it's a good one, because as I recall, that is, I'm pretty sure that is my sister's hand. We've managed to secure some additional contacts within the org, within the government that I think it probably would be a good idea for us to to contact next. He goes, okay. But we appreciate your time. If there's... Do you have any advice for us? We're trying to turn her away from this path. Is there anything that that you would suggest? Anything that that might bring her back from this, you know, obvious direction of vengeance? And well, I was I was say up until a point the uh, the circle the circle of friends that she hung out with was a great was a good influence, even if they were pretty much petty into clothing and parties and things like that. I mean, Viren and and that cohort of girls had a great influence on alexa from what we understand at least viren for quite some time was still trying to be a mitigating influence in her life even up to the event of the attack on the city or past somewhat past the attack on the city but she was so overwhelmed with her her hate that it was difficult to fight against because off the top of my head because i I can't think of anything that would be helpful then she never really took to i mean she just never really took to people Viren was the first person she took to, and it was several years after me trying to bring her into different things. I mean, she was in and out of the uh, schools, um, just was never engaged. It wasn't until Viren got involved with, for whatever reason, Vera took a liking to her and brought her around. But that's the best I can do. He goes, I will say this, though. Well, let me ask Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this. Did at any point, did you ever see a giant claymore sword in her possession or near her? Why do you ask? Well, the sword I buried with her mother was missing. It was not in the burial chamber, but, you know, Viren's mother was, or not Viren's mother, Lex's mother was gone. So I have a suspicion that that blade is uh, extremely evil. It's an executioner blade, for one, but it had the unique ability to, it was designed to trap the souls of, the, of those that it killed to prevent them from having a, any type of good or bad afterlife, put them in purgatory. And I, I recall this, he goes, now that I think of it, is after the execution, Borlock was extremely upset that nobody knew where the sword was. I was asked to consecrate it in a, in a holy tomb and just leave it there with the body. Um, wasn't really told why. Well, if it, in, if it captures souls, uh, presumably her mother's soul would be in there. And if her intent is to reconnect with her mother in some fashion, perhaps that is why she maybe sought out her mother's body and the, the sword? It puzzles me for the most part, but it, like I said, I was, uh, after the execution, I was asked to dispose, to take care of the bodies and uh, entomb the sword with uh, Alexa's mother. It wasn't until recently I found out that the sword had greater abilities. I see. I have a weird question. It's been a weird night, by all means. Teresa Tagren. Say again? Do you know Teresa Tagren? I've heard the name. Do you know who she married? I heard she got married, but I don't know who she married. I know of at least two marriages that have ended ba- ended poorly for her. 
the the first one was a, a young was a noble family of no consequence. It was the second one that was actually made quite a bit of uh, stir. And uh, the last name Tegrin is the actual noble's family's name. Macari. Everyone called him Marty, is what I heard in the rumors. But Macari Tegrin is was a fam was the patron's name of the the family. Okay. He was in uh, exports, fairly well known for uh, his trade and everything else in the in the city and everything else. But um, other than that, not much. All right. It's a peculiar question, but it's been a interesting night. It has. He goes well. Um, if there's nothing else that you guys have would like to query me about, I have I think some penance in my own mind to deal with, and I uh, will be seeing you guys around. I'm sure. Certainly, Father. We appreciate you taking the time with us. Thank you. I'm sure that was not easy. Because it's been a long time coming. Somebody was always bound to find out find out the history at some point in time. So where can we find Rainier? Where can you find Rainier? Well, I wasn't asking him. I was... I, I was <laughs> no, saying, no, you were asking me. You're like... I, I was actually sort of half-musing to the party and saying, you know, yeah. Well, you know, he's a bit of a gambler from time to time. You can find him different gambling houses or uh, I'm sure you could send a runner for him. Track him down. <laughs> Send one of our werewolves. <laughs> Where rats? We, I forget. We have an entire we have an entire crew now that we can rely on for for small and uh, insignificant <laughs> tasks. <laughs> Here's a gold piece. Go find. Go see if you can get. See if you can tell us where Rainier is at. Yeah. So, what do you guys do? Head back to Troll Skull. If you guys want to go wander around the city, find Rainier. Troll Skull is probably our next best bet. You guys, last time, last time we were there, though, we got attacked, so maybe not. <laughs> you guys get back to Troll Skull. Um, it's fairly busy. You're surprised about three quarters full. It's got a singer, half elf singer, uh, carrying away. It's got a uh, a guy playing a string instrument in there as well. But then they're staying pretty busy. Can I, um, Adrock? Can you send your homunculus to find my friend Cal and see if she wants a drink? Sure. One second. I think I have a, I think I have something that will assist in this. Let me look. So as you guys get get into Troll Skull, get your usual table and everything else, notice your your employees do the right thing, set you guys down, bring some. Boden shows up. Of course, there's like two pints of ale on the table waiting for him. And then, you know, one for each of you. A total of four mugs for, <laughs> five mugs for four people. <laughs> All right, so you need to give me some, uh, a tiny non-magical object to infuse with uh, an up to six second long message, and then I can have my little homunculus go take that message to your friend. There's a copper piece. Done and done. Great. What do you want to say? Um, Here, I'll tap it. Use your voice. Oh, wait. No, no. Wait. Uh, read, start it over. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Press one if you'd like to save this magical message. <laughs> Press two if you'd like to try again. <laughs> two. <laughs> Where's the number? <laughs> There's no number. <laughs> Starts pressing me in the forehead. Why isn't this working? It takes go, Grace. Adrak, you're a little frustrated, but it takes you a couple tries to get it right with go. It's like, this is how magic works. Just talk into it. Okay. Just talk. Hello? Hello? Magic? <laughs> <laughs> like a phone you're right next to them you don't have to shout <laughs> so I can, I can just i can just imagine when you're getting it's like oh at night deep hello hello 
Oh, great. All right, so I have six seconds. You have six seconds. Oh, right, sorry. This we're at Troll Skull Manor, right? Yes, you are. Yes. Okay. Cal, meet me at the back door of Troll Skull Manor. I'll have a drink and a meal ready for you. All right, done. All right. Um, tell uh, my sugar glider. I forgot if I named him or not. Uh, yeah. What uh, what this person looks like and where he could be found or she could be found. Well, the sugar glider. Oh, okay. Go find who? Cal. Cal? Yeah, it's my, my buddy that we had dinner with that one night. We my have dinner family. with a lot of people. We did not have dinner with We a didn't lot of like tonight we had dinner. We didn't eat it. You we and I <laughs> well, just you and I. Chip Chip and Bowden look at each other going, When did they start bickering like a married couple? <laughs> hmm. Womp womp. All right. Go uh, go find Cal and the, the the little sugar glider goes scampering off with the copper piece in its mouth. Got a little dust trail of fairy dust falling behind it that's adorable it's it's a little adorable you guys are at your um table when um you guys are you guys are having your drinks and everything else and uh kill grace you get a you get one of the you get the what's her name danica from the kitchen go up and she goes um i think there's someone here to see you go kill grace at the back door great about a half hour later Great, thanks. I'm gonna head back there. Adrock, would you come with me? On my way. Because she yeah. met you before and you didn't freak her out too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you have more background information than I do. Yeah. Um, but what I would like to do is ask uh Cal for the the dark what is it, the Dark Tides cruise knowledge regarding warlock and if they know what he's been mm-hmm. running so you come up to her and she goes hey what's up scales <laughs> uh, oh i'm definitely carrying like a pint and some food because yes. girl needs to eat yeah. she goes don't take this the wrong way but uh i'm glad i'm out here and not having to be in that crowd gotcha boo and uh she goes so what's up um so we are trying to figure something out and i don't have good information so i think you remember my friend adrock and that he's a mostly okay fancy pant guy <laughs> i remember uh, fancy pants that's the best part about him yeah so we she likes my fancy pants oh we are trying to find information about borlock who is the magistrate of the north did i get that right adrock and yes. I am just running into like 50,000 pieces of conflicting information. And I was wondering if you guys had any run-ins with him in the past, oh, I don't know, year or so. She goes, it's been a while since we've had any run-ins with him. Madam has uh, definitely put him, put, him at, put him in his place some time ago, and he hasn't seemed to cross that line again. But yeah, but it, he, was, he was probably the... Because I will say this, though, um, if the word of the streets correct, he was probably the most corrupt of all the ward, of all the magistrates of the ward. Okay, that's what we were starting to dig into. Uh, (laughs) When you said "put into his place," what does that mean? Oh, I I have the foggiest clue, but uh, (laughs) because she can she can do some things. She goes, I I I wasn't there. I only have this probably third hand knowledge, but uh. 
Supposedly, he tried to put the squeeze on her, make her cough up a lot more money and everything else, try to cut in on her share of stuff. And uh, whatever she did, she stopped giving the. She stopped giving the. Uh, she stopped giving anybody. She stopped giving the any type of cut to the city. Okay. And, you know, between you and me, I'd be terrified just to cross her in the wrong path. Okay. I think the only thing that he had going for him was the fact of his position in the city. Because I've heard I've heard stories of people crossing her that get fed to that so-called crack, you know, get fed to that kraken that they they claims in the in the harbor. Mm-hmm. So hasn't crossed recently that you're aware of. Nobody no. knows where he is, so we're trying to also. I mean, if he got fed to the Kraken, that'd be good to know. Oh no, I doubt that. Uh, there's a funny enough. You say that there's a there's rumor that the uh, that those up in the, those up in the palace and everything else have uh, quietly put a bounty on out on him. I I heard that rumor too, but again, I'm getting so much conflicting information. I don't know what to believe. Well, I can tell you that uh, one group at least. Uh, Paid paid our lady a a visit asking for knowledge. Or was willing to pay for knowledge that she had, and uh, you know, and she she said uh, she's quite confident that he'll be fine up the uh, found up north in Neverwinter. That makes sense. This group, do you know like what they look like, or did you just hear about it? The one I heard, band of mercenaries, probably uh, bounty hunters. Got it. Nothing stood out, like no weird people. Weirder than you? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, the vibe, I mean, the vibe I, weren't off. I wasn't there, so I mean if if our if if uh Madam actually took took uh took their money and gave them information. All right. Then my then guess is uh there was some level of respect between the two. All right. But I'll, I'll ask around. I'll, I'll see. I'll see who if we come up. You know, every, every bounty hunter group probably has some type of egotistical name that is attached to them that we could probably follow. So <laughs> definitely, I'll definitely find out. If nothing else, someone will at least remember what one of them looked like. At least, at least two of them ever was talking to him. Sounds good. All right. You know, Have you noticed, um, or has anybody noticed, or is anybody tracking a girl with a big old claymore sword and some like? friends that are maybe not always of this world that nobody with a no nobody with a big sword but uh there's definitely been a lot more talk over the last uh couple days about undead just sort of popping up out of the sewers seem to be moving around the city at random isn't it gross Uh, because yeah it's really bad and you know the uh up in the uh sea ward there is a a lot of those rich rich folks are getting really pissed because apparently that's where most of them are popping up at Sorry. Walking out of the city and everything else. So the city guard are having a bit of a time to include, which I find hilarious. They've actually posted uh, uh, guards around the uh, city cemetery to make sure if anything crawls up out of it, they kill it quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, she goes, that's pretty funny. She goes, by the way, whoever you got cooking in there, holy cow. One of the better meals I've had in some time. Excellent. Well, happy to help. If you can, uh, if you don't mind asking around, I, you know, about the bounty hunters and who's trying to look for information, you know, yeah. or if you hear anything, let me know. And, you know, I'm always here to help a friend. You know how to apply me with uh, alcohol and food, so we're good. <laughs> I know my friends. 
Yeah, well, let's, let's just keep it to let's just keep it to information sharing for food and alcohol. Fair. All right. Thank yeah. you. See you, Scales. Bye. As you guys are walking back in, Hill Grace Danica sort of puts a hand on your uh, form as a signal for you to sort of stop and so she can talk to you as you as Kel, as Kel Grace as Adrock continues walking out of the kitchen into the uh, main bar area back to the boat and ship and she looks up at you and she goes um you know the new uh you know a full moon's coming soon right or a new moon's coming soon right uh, yeah <laughs> that's I it's like uh our brother pointed my brother pointed out to me that uh you're suffering the you're suffering from the same affliction that they are well kind of different but same a little different but yeah same well they were born with theirs right well it makes yours exciting and not boring <laughs> it's infectious <laughs> yeah <laughs> she goes i hope you have a plan because the city will hunt you down thank you good to see you you come back out Bowden's over there you know putting big locks and bolts on the uh the basement door Oh, oh, uh, you're back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, just going back to my drinking now. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> <sighs> Put the little sign on the door. Restaurant will be closed for the following days. <laughs> First moon, <laughs> new moon. <laughs> so give you a little, just little obvious. Don't ask why I just don't show up. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> hmm. So you realize, just some mechanics and everything else, the uh, way the calendar works, the way the weeks work, the weeks are uh, 10 days long, and there's three weeks per moon cycle. So roughly every 30 days. And Alexa pushed me into it with magic before. Correct. Yeah. You got pushed into it with magic before, but also within the cycle, the there's the the full moon and there's the new moon, which is the eclipse moon. Okay, is that worse? No, the full moon is actually the worst of the two. Okay, that's where you get, get to go stark raving mad. But you do really, you're sort of surprised when they said when uh, Danica talks about the the, the eclipse moon, the new moon, new moon yeah. being something to be something to be wary about. Um, but she didn't provide much more information, so it sounds like. Uh, your affliction could crop up twice in a 30-day period. Great. So schedule the big boss fight on those days. Got it. <laughs> pick those days to pick a fight. Not, you will not challenge me you. now. No, we're going to wait for about 14 hours, pal. Just uh, hold your horses, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we take a rain check on this boss fight? That's right. We got another day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so I would like to go back to my table. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to explain uh, who Cal is um, to Bodhi and Chip. So Cal is um, one of my friends from my former life. Your business acquaintances, I understand. Yes. Everybody has friends from way back when. Um, she, uh, she is not a, a social creature, shall we say. So she, you're not going to see her come in. Um, but what she does well is um, glean information and is willing to share with me from time to time. Adrock, can you help me share what we found out? Because then I have some other things I got to ask you guys about. Did you happen to indicate where Rainier's at these days? No. Dang it. 
Edra, can you help me? Because I forgot. <laughs> I forgot too. We, <laughs> we can we can fast forward. We heard it. <laughs> so do you guys get the lowdown from Kel Grace and Adrock about the conversation in the back alley with cats. Yeah. About the 20 minutes that you guys go back and forth talking about it. Uh, you hear a very familiar voice. So, Adrock, I hear you're looking for me. And Rainier comes swaggering in. Probably had he's definitely had his his share tonight, <laughs> but he's still functional. <laughs> you know, he's very boisterous of everything else. And he happens to pick like the quietest point of the time in the bar where the singer just got done singing, the audience just got done clapping. He comes walking in, he goes, Adrock, I hear you're looking for me. And everybody in the bar turns and looks at the door, looks at him, and looks over at you. I glance at Rainier. You waited outside the door till it got quiet, didn't you? <laughs> no, you you got me, Bowden. You know I like to make an entrance. Comes walking over. He's like, good to see you guys. And everybody visibly relaxes. Yeah. <laughs> Attention goes away. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, good. All right. Kyle, lo- Kyle looks over at Chip like, it's okay, right? I don't get to go bite him. <laughs> no biting now. Nobody, nobody. Um, he goes, "What's I, I, up? You just got me uh, heading home from a uh, less than spectacular card game, as you see. The night's young, <laughs> and I'm already leaving the game." <laughs> well, I, I wanted to talk to you, but uh, yeah. but Adrock could probably tell you better than I can. I tell him what I just learned that he needs to know. <laughs> well, well, well played. <laughs> 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 In regards to what? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea why we need him. Well, the fact is, we've been contacted by the person we've been pursuing. And she's given us concrete evidence, apparently, that the actions she has taken may have been justified, given the corruption within the Waterdeep magistrates. Rather than going out on our own. This has, he goes, does this have something to do with my father again? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> He's like, he's so, you can tell, he's like, what? he's like, you were there when uh, this new open lord confronted me. Yeah. And there's no love lost between the two of oh, us. Oh, no, no, we're not blaming you at all. No, 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 this isn't a blame, uh, this is, we're trying to, to do the right thing. We want to bring justice wherever possible. We know that law and government is is a, sometimes it looks like a place where you make sausage, where you know, you do the best you can with what you got, but sometimes it comes out yucky and sometimes it comes out delicious. And we're trying uh, to most head for the delicious. <laughs> most what? of the time it's yucky. Most of the time it's yucky. But we're trying to, we know that you would prefer it come out delicious, as would we. And we're pretty sure that Silverhand, that's her name, right? The pretty lady? The, uh, the current open lord, yes. Yes. We're pretty sure that's what she wants too. And we'd rather go with the blessing of an honorable approach to resolving this than just go out on our own hacking and slashing, trying to figure it out on our own. It might be fun to do it that way. It might be a little bit rough to do it on your own, but uh, I can. And, and, and believe me, we we can take that path, but we'd rather not. <laughs> I'm not sure what I can do, but I'll, um, I'll make some inquiries. At- if you, if you could, Maybe run a question past the Lady Silverhand. I don't know if you contact her all that often, but uh, I, considering how much hatred she has for my father, very little. <laughs> true. 
didn't didn't uh, they didn't they meet up separate like secretly at one point? I could have sworn that there was a yeah, there was actually a meeting where she came to confront him at his at his father's house to find out the, with the secret box in the room and the stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. A great synopsis. Yep. Great yep. synopsis. Thank you. And Adrock thought it was an assassin going in to kill Rainier, so he interrupted the secret meeting and joined it. Right. I go because I could ask around, and uh, but since I'm here, I think I need some more to drink. Oh. <laughs> And he, Wait, he, you don't he, already have something. <laughs> he goes, "Want he goes, he goes, I, I get it." He goes, Besides, Danica's fun to talk to, and he gets up, heads over, and talks to. You know, Danica's generally manning the bar if one of the other guys isn't. Kind of funny because she has she has her three brothers as she calls them, scurrying around, serving, cleaning up the bar, and everything else. While she bartends and takes care of the cooking and everything else, so, she has fun. So Danica's cute is what you're saying. Is, is saying, yeah, okay. Well, you don't find her cute? She doesn't she's have a, a beard. Lane. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she's a halfling. You got no beard. What can I say? <laughs> doesn't do it for me. I mean, I could see how you might think she might be pretty, but you know, whatever. Ah, hey, she can hold a conversation. I'm good. <laughs> but he goes over there and starts chatting up uh, Danica and having to drink. So, uh, go ahead. Before he comes back wanna check in with you guys uh danica stopped me on the way back in to let me know that a new moon is coming soon and um so so with that in mind we just now have the the i think kyle has been overlapped as the cutest critter in the game the halfling the halfling werewolf oh my god it's adorable look at the thing (laughs) the little claws and the fangs oh my god (laughs) Halfling wear rats. Look, Um, it's squeaky. It's a squeaky toy. (laughs) Um, would appreciate you guys helping me come up with a plan on how I can handle this so that I don't hurt you guys and I get out without dying. I say we use that as a time to go adventuring in the in the wilderness. Let's find a side quest. Let's avoid the city altogether. Yes. Now that we firmly through all this character interaction, now we firmly established our, our our direction forward. Let's do something else. <laughs> Side quests are easy. Hey, look, orc lumberjacks. Yeah, oh, <laughs> feel very bad for them. For all the who's playing along at home, that is from another campaign. That's a whole other story. We can go over some other time. Yeah. Anyways, uh you have that conversation and. Rainier doesn't seem to be coming back anytime soon, but what you guys do get is a, um, you notice a uh, gentleman in nice clothing, liver, uh, livery, probably of another house and everything else, comes in, talks to uh, one of the one of the halflings, and the halfling looks over, points over at the table to you guys, and you see the guy sort of continue to walk it over. It's not the livery of House Castellan, is it? No, it's not the Castellan or that or anything else. Blue reaches into his jacket and pulls out a note with a uh, seal on it. Pulls it out to to you, Adrock. I will read it. Who's who's the seal? Yeah. Oh yeah, who's oh. the seal? The seal is a st- stylized SR for uh, last name is uh, Rexon. <laughs> Yet another character. <laughs> Great. Well, this is the the party that you guys got invited to. That's in a couple days. Oh yes. Okay. 
But with that, yeah, we'll go ahead and put a pause on it there. Um, so you guys have got a lot of information. Yep. Comes up. This should clear some of the mud okay. away. So so for next session, I'm thinking we need to go talk to the Growlhuns, either overtly or covertly, one or the other. I need to figure out what my history with the Growlhuns might be before I do that. And we'll talk about the Growlhuns overlap with her uh, bad person Ten. thing. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. <laughs> What's wrong Our... with your friend? Nothing. <laughs> but friend. let's put it this way. We might want to but it we don't want to button up this conversation within the next 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, well, depending on so where you guys are at, it's uh is it tonight? <laughs> no. I'm looking at the calendar real quick. The new moon cycle is four is four nights from now. Okay. Which puts it one night after the ball that you guys are supposed to attend. Oh. I get to go to the ball. Oh. Oh, this would be great. So Kel Grace hooks up. I gotta be the, moody the next the morning. <laughs> they the, the person she's with looks over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you guys, I'll get you guys a calendar. I'll I'll type up the calendar, you um get it all out to you so you guys can see where the dates are and you guys can follow the cycles as you want to. Awesome. It's always good to know the calendar. But uh well, thank you guys for taking the time to play. Thank Looking you. Looking forward right. to that. I was wasn't sure which way you guys were going to take this game tonight. <laughs> I was like, it could go all sorts of ways. We like to keep you on your toes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys for all. Thank you again for playing. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. I am yep. having fun telling the story. Thanks for jumping in after a long drive. Happy to do it. Yeah, we DM. All yep, right. And I will have this posted before the end of the year. Sounds awesome. Thanks, Talk guys. To you guys soon. Bye-bye. Wow, so much information. Adrock, Bowden, Chip, and Kelgrace have an offer by Alexa to work towards the same goal. After dinner, our adventurers' inquiries revealed a long-running corruption in Waterdeep. With all the city intrigue, Adrock, Bowden, and Chip need to protect Kelgrace from her curse and complete their investigation and search for the missing magistrate of the North Ward. What will they do? Thank you for listening, and have a great day.